Welcome to the Land Your Bet Sports Betting Podcast. Coming to you with Saturday picks here. Josh Lander, we're coming off of a Friday after Thanksgiving. Not too bad, not too great. Two and one, because once again, Osar Thompson had nine rebounds and assists at the half. We needed three more from him to complete our over in the second half, and he got zero. So we are off. Osar Thompson, love you, buddy, but we are not coming back to you for a little bit until those props get lower, as they've gotten pretty high, and everybody loves t- taking pogo sticks. Kind of ruined the value for us. So we'll come back to him at a later time. Let's take a quick look at how we did and then get into three best bets for Saturday. I just wanted to get these out to you as quick as possible. Some of these games don't even really have props up for them, such as the Lakers and Thun- uh, the Lakers and Cavs, rather. They have some props up, not all of them, mostly the Cavs, because we're waiting on Donovan Mitchell news. I don't have it in time to get this video out to you. So I'm going to go with what I got. But taking a quick look at the three picks, that we had on Friday. Um, We are doing these weekend picks without Nate on the Coast to Coast podcast. Would also push you there on weekdays where we have eight picks for you guys each and every weekday of the season on the lines.com's YouTube page. So check that out on the YouTube page for the lines. But for right now, weekend picks solo dolo. We've got a five and a half point spread on Orlando that we won on Friday. So that was good for one of our wins. Derek White went under five and a half assists as well. Only got four. That was good for the other win. And then as I mentioned, Osar with the bloody bad beat in the second half there 30 minutes still got 13 minutes in the second half a little bit of a blowout so i guess they're not playing him at the end of these minutes that don't matter either way we press on so let's go ahead and look at the record for the weekend in general we are now seven and four on weekends here three weekends in a row without nate seven and four plus 1.2 units four and two on the props uh two and one on the best bets so we continue to stride on like i said plus uh 0.7 units for friday's totals on that two and one record we'll look to improve upon that here with the three bets we've got so kicking it off with the first one we've got anthony davis this is the ladder that i was talking about that i wanted to get into if you were looking at the uh, twitter page there you also saw there was a ladder play coming in today for the nba that i was looking to get out to you i don't quite have everything i might want to be able to look at other guys ladders maybe a darius garland without um without donovan mitchell in but he's probably going to play so i just didn't have enough clarity there so we're going with the ad over two and a half assists is not great juice you got to take minus 155 on DraftKings at this point for him to get the three and you got to go uh up to four on FanDuel. so you're gonna have to switch books if you want the four uh right now DraftKings is only offering five plus assists which is three plus 330 for ad that wasn't quite enough for me I- i'm gonna leave it at the four that you can take on FanDuel at plus 140 a quick look at why he's hit this in three straight he's hit this in eight of his last 10 games um, he's hit four plus as far as the uh, the, the little ladder there with 0.3 units, by the way, on that one, uh, four of his last, uh, I'm sorry, he's hit four plus in six of his last nine games. Uh, the reasons are pretty clear. The potential assists are going up for AD with the way that the teams are able to collapse on him. Certain injuries have definitely uh, helped contribute to the fact that he's had to get more assists up as the teams are able to double him more with less talent around him. It still led to him being able to get uh, at least the three assists that, that we mentioned here in eight of the last 10. And really the situation calls for him to be passing a little bit more, I believe. We're going to be looking at Jared Allen on the Cavs for this game, right? And Really what that means is Jared Allen's going to force you to pass out one of the best defenders down low in the league, which he was not available for a large part of this season at this point. He's been back healthy for seven games, and his minutes have continued to go up. His usage and his impact have continued to go up, and that's why you've seen the Cats, the Cavs defense revert back to what it was last year, which was incredible against teams in the paint, like as good as the Knicks, as we've seen, who are one of the best teams as well, um, and and really forcing centers to pass the ball out more, not able to get as many offensive rebounds and putbacks because of the fact that J- Jared Allen has really taken back the post, right? So with him back in these last seven, the Cavs are down to the six fewest points per game allowed in the paint. Um, and in that time, they've gone from allowing 48 
per, uh, per game on the season without Jay Allen there. And now back down to 43 per game. So five fewer points in the paint for the opponent in the last seven games because of Jared Allen's presence back in there. Then you've got more opponents coming for opposing centers, which it's still like around seven or so, slightly fewer than seven per game for opposing starting centers against this Cavs team in the last seven games since Jared Allen has been back into the lineup steadily. Uh, and that's why they're now up to the second most assist for, I'm sorry, yeah, second most um, oppose, uh, assists for opposing centers in those last seven games. That's gone way up as, t- as those centers are unable to finish around the rim. They have to pass out now a lot more. AD can finish on almost anybody, but it's still going to force him to have to pass a few more times in this game than it would have otherwise if Jared Allen wasn't in there. So the mini ladder for AD, one full unit on him to get three assists, and we'll add 0.3 units for him to get four plus. All right, second best bet here. We're going back to the well in a bet that we had with uh, Nate in Coast to Coast that's worked out so far, which is Jalen Johnson, our boy who has really shown to be able to handle a bigger workload. Uh, at this point, his his prop is 14 and a half points if you want to take that. And I'm going to take it for a full unit at minus 105 as well. He's gone over this in four or five. Let's start there. Really, it's his usage and his minutes that give you confidence in this bet, right? So he's gone from um, being still third most minutes in the uh, on the team so far on the season. That's good for the entirety of the season. But those minutes have even gone up in the last five games or so. And Sadiq Bey has missed a few here and there. But really, in the few games that Sadiq Bey missed, Jalen Johnson essentially commandeered the starting power forward spot. And will find himself continuing to play there alongside DeAndre Hunter in the other forward spot moving forward. So his usage is up to uh, 16.6%. His minutes are up to third most on the team, 35 and a half minutes per game in those last five games. I believe we had an overtime game in there for the Hawks. So everyone's minutes are up a bit, um, but still third most on the team for the entirety of this season. And really, especially in the last five games where he's become super important. Um, Washington, a couple of things here I'm going to talk about points in the paint and and fast break points so washington allows the second most points in the paint um that's important because that's where jalen johnson scores 59 and a half percent of his points so basically two-thirds of his of his points are coming inside the paint as well as on the fast break 21 percent of his uh points off of fast break points as well so i that's really important here because washington gives up a ton of fast break points um they've gotten a little bit better at it but not when they play teams that give up fast break points um and that's where jalen johnson really excels and is the reason that he is so important to this Atlanta team getting so many minutes at this point. Uh, he has the second highest frequency of fast breaks that he is a part of in the entire league. Um, that's for players playing at least 10 games. There's a couple guys ahead of him uh, that have played like four games this season. So I'm not really counting their stats as much, but when he's in right now, like we're, he's, he's breaking, he's going out there like 33% of the time uh, in games of these possessions that he's in games for. He's out on the fast break every single time. I'm like, 33% of the time, like I said, uh, a lot. And and really, when it comes to, to Washington's ability to defend fast breaks, uh, they've done it against teams that don't fast break, sh- unshockingly. Teams like the Knicks don't even get 10 fast break points against them or against anybody. Um, but against the teams that do fast break, Toronto, Indiana, Philly, Atlanta earlier in the season, all those teams have had at least 19 fast break points as a team. Um, and a couple of them, Indy had 32, Philly had 24. So with with the way that Jalen Johnson gets out and just leaks all the time because he's so athletic and he's so uh, big and hard to stop when he's going downhill towards the basket, that's where Atlanta wants him is get out and go. He also gets rebounds and sort of starts the break, but the rebounds are getting really high for him, up at about eight and a half boards. Uh, and Washington gives up a few more points than they do rebounds to the power forward position. So I'm, I'm going there with it. Washington also allows the third most power uh, points two power forwards in the last seven games and that's a huge part uh that's in huge part thanks to kyle kuzma's 
lack of defense, if you even want to call it defense, at 123.5 individual defensive rating. Uh, Daniel Gafford will be busy with Clint Capella. I think Jalen Johnson will find himself flying flying freely to the rim quite often here. Easy for me to say. All right, third pick. Closing it out, and then I got to get out of here. Jonas Valanciunas, under 10.5 boards, minus 111 on FanDuel, full unit on the under for Jonas. Gone under in 10 of 16 this season. Um, and this is not a good spot for him, in my opinion, against Utah, who surprised the hell out of me. Uh, raise your hand if you knew that Utah had the second best rebound percentage in the league, considering Walker Kessler hasn't played for seven games in a row. I- I'm not putting my hand up. I had no idea really until I looked at this. And I'm looking at NBA stats every day. Kind of ashamed to, know, to, to not have realized that they have the second best rebound percentage in the league because we think of them without Walker Kessler as just Swiss cheese down low. But here's kind of what's, what, what we're realizing. They're limiting centers to the sixth fewest rebounds per game in part because they're a matchup problem for centers on the other side of the floor. John Collins has done a lot better job uh, than he did to start the season. Now, after a couple weeks of, of awful rebounding, he's gotten a lot better and is a huge reason for that. And he and Markinen are the, 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 the majority of the time, the forward center combination with some Kelly Olenek in there, you know, mixed in, but really predominant and a little bit of yurt seven, by the way, but very little. Um, and so we're seeing, you know, Kelly Olenek at about 24 and a half minutes a game means that for roughly eight or 10 minutes a game, we're seeing Walker, um, sorry, Larry Malkinen and uh, John Collins as the forward center combination. However, you want to break that down. More likely, John Collins is guarding the big man uh, and boxing those guys out. But it is definitely a, a teamwork, team effort there. Uh, and that's the, the, the reason that they've been able to limit centers on top of being the matchup problem is they kind of run the guys the opposing center off the court if it's not someone who's versatile enough to guard a guy like John Collins or Lowry Markinen. And there are very few centers that are versatile enough to guard those guys on the other end of the floor. They can't stay in the game long enough. Um, that's actually the, the game theory behind Jonas not doing well in this matchup specifically since last season where he was facing actually a lot more because these two teams faced earlier in the season before Walker Kessler inserted himself into the starting lineup. This was the same concept last season. Walker Kessler only played like 17 minutes a game in the two uh, or three games rather that uh, the Pellies and the Jazz played last season uh, before other in the three games that, he, that these two teams matched up. You're talking about a lot of of Markinen, a lot of Kelly Olynyk, and like I said, a little bit of those matchup problems for Jonas when those guys are so versatile to be able to shoot from three and get to the rim on the drive as well. Yes, I said Kelly Olynyk was versatile, uh, but I do think that's been the reason that he's gone under and four straight versus this team. It's going to be a similar look to what he's had against this team the last couple times he's played them. I'm going to go right back to the well of him getting under 11 rebounds, which he just hasn't done super consi- uh, cons- consistently this season. So. Let's close it out here. Get you out with the, the summary of the best bets. You got Anthony Davis over two and a half assists. Ba- little baby ladder, four plus assists for him to, uh, as well. That's plus 140 on FanDuel. If you can get four plus assists at this point on DraftKings, find it. Maybe it's better juice. I doubt it. Uh, really, you're going to be looking at FanDuel for these props. Um, and then Jalen Johnson over 14 and a half points on that one. Uh, that's just the core bet that I'm going to stick with there. I wanted to look at the assists and the rebounds. It's only over. Uh, it's. Two and a half assists is plus money for Jalen Johnson. Keep an eye on it. I like it. It hit for us last uh, week as well for Jalen against the Pacers. It's going to be another fast-paced game against the Wizards. So it's a similar similar theory that I would use to get over the two and a half assists if you want to do a sprinkle on that. And then Jonas, Valance Eunice, under 
under 11 boards in this one. I don't think he gets to the 11. Might get to the 10. Maybe we'll have to sweat it a little bit. I don't even know how good of a game this is going to be. We'll see who's in for, for the Pellies. Keep an eye out if Zion and Ingram or anybody's ruled out as is want to happen consistently. But that is all the time I have for you in this one. I appreciate you guys all following along. I'm trying to get this stuff out to you as quick as possible on the weekends. Travel is killing me, obviously. I'm not going to land back in my home to, uh, until tonight at like midnight. So continue to follow along. I'll see if I have a video out. If not for tomorrow, definitely I'll have one for Monday and I'll be talking about NBA all on Twitter and everything tomorrow. So follow along at JL Boogie. Appreciate all you new subscribers and followers. Let's keep it going. And until I see you next, happy betting.